All right, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this week on the show, we have got the host of my favourite 80s movie podcast, A Vivid Imagination, Casey Millwood. Now, Casey and I were in the army together many, many years ago, and even then we would discuss movies and what the latest news was in the film industry. Um, he's got his own podcast now, which I am listening to every time it comes out and can't wait to listen to it. So let's go back into our 80s childhood and talk about the movies we loved with Casey Millwood. All right, Casey, welcome to the show, mate. How's it going? Thanks for having me, man. Good to be on. That's uh, not a problem. It's always good to good to talk to other podcast hosts. How's your podcast going? Good, mate. I'm, uh, I'm two episodes down. Um looking to do the third one in hopefully might record this Saturday, if not uh, next week sometime. It's just a matter of getting the, uh, the co-host on, so to speak. But uh, I can say that I'm looking at uh, for episode three, I'm looking at horror movies. Yeah. I really, I really enjoy your, your podcast. Is it going to be horror movies from a, a certain era? Uh, the eighties mainly, but, uh, I'll be focusing cause the person I'm looking to get on, uh, she loves Freddy Krueger. So I'm going to be, going to be talking about that whole, uh, you know, the, the background of Freddy and just this, the whole uh, the psychology behind it, I guess. I mean, you can't outrun a dream. Mm, very true. I mean, I just read something actually about him. Uh, There's actually an article about stars and how much they charge for, for autographs. And he yep. actually turned up to a comic con in the full Freddie gear oh, wow. and was charging, uh, I think around $400 for a photo and a, and an autograph, you know, well, this, this friend of mine, I think would, uh, if she had the chance, she would definitely jump on that. So how did your, how did your podcast all come about? It came about because I mean I'm I'm no one in the grand scheme of things, but I, I guess mm. I have something to say about you know the the backgrounds of movies and and how it's affected us. I mean my life is you know I would call it one big movie I guess with you know all the chapters and the ups and downs that everyone has in life. So as I said, I'm I'm no different to to anyone else. But I mean a lot of my childhood memories and young adult memories. Um, and saying that, uh, you know, are based around movies, and I've got that one, one friend that I, um, you know, anything that's going on in our lives, we can, we can uh, relate it back to some movie quote, and put our own spin on it. So, mm. did, you, did you take? Is it because you were, you took solace in going to the cinemas? Was it like an escape? Yeah, most definitely. You know, like because my brother is nine years older than me. So I technically grew up by myself and, you know, my social scene was basically school or whatever I did with friends on the weekends. Mm. Um, but when it was just me, you know, I had games, I had TV, movies, whatever. And even in my adult life, when I'm, I'm training now, whenever I'm going for a walk or a run, I, I like listening to, to soundtracks, especially, I mean, it's cheesy as, but you know, hearts on fire from Rocky four, you know, when, I, I love that. Cheesy, I love yeah. that series. It's not cheesy, man. I love that series. I know, but like you know, when you you, you hear a piece of music or you know uh, an inspirational quote or something, especially when I, I can't run without 
listening to music or a podcast or whatever. It's just, I have done a couple of times just to, I guess, test myself, mm, mm. but yeah, movies, movie soundtracks, even orchestral stuff. I used to listen to, um, I forget what station it was, but it was basically a radio station that just played uh, classical orchestral music. And, you know, like the case in point, the, the Star Wars soundtrack, I can listen to that and I know exactly where it is in the film and the dialogue. I mean, it's tragic. I know it's tragic, but no, it's not tragic at all. Well, well getting back to that point, that radio station with the classical music, I like to um, imagine scenes that you could put that to. Mm. Mm. So, so, so yeah, you, 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 you play through the, the movie through your head when you're listening to the, the soundtrack. So you can rewatch it. Well, just in the case of in the case of Star Wars or Indiana Jones, I mean, we're talking about John Williams here, who's a, mm-hmm. who's a genius. Um, yeah, I can just there's such iconic soundtracks that you know I just love listening to again and again and again. So if there's a, if there's, I know it's hard to nail down um, that there were so many great movies through the through the eighties and nineties. What would be your your favourite genre? I wouldn't nail it down to a specific movie because obviously it's very hard. But um, what what well, genre I, I could, do, I could do you tell really you, enjoy? I could tell you my all time favourite movie, but I, oh, I okay, go on, go ahead. Well, it's going to be surprising. Um, Stand by me. Great film. Great film. Very good and, film. And, and again, that that harks back to my my I guess what makes me I guess is that. You know, you, you never have the friends like you did when you were 12. Mm. And, you know, people that you think are going to turn out a certain way can turn out a different way altogether. And yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, so true. River, River Phoenix died way too young in my mind. I mean, he could be he could be our generation's Al Pacino for all we know. Could have been. Yeah, there was quite a few names in that, wasn't there? Yeah. Will Wheaton. Uh, yeah, Will Wheaton was in it. Yeah, um, Jerry O'Connell. The little fat kid, little fat kid that grows up to not be fat. That's, that's was, me. Wasn't the guy, oh, it's too hard on yourself. Wasn't there the guy who was in um, The Lost Boys in that as well? Corey Feldman, yeah. Yeah, because he's just come out saying that he was abused by uh, a lot of Hollywood stars. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to name names of who he uh who he mentioned but uh, i have have come across that story but um yeah i'm not 100 percent down with it to sort of well there's nothing proven you know it's all allegations as, yeah. as with everything but um yeah. it's just interesting to see where he's gone in his career <clears throat> you know well it is i mean there's there's movies there's a um not to plug another podcast but uh, uh some of my friends have this podcast where he uh Basically, the background of it is, is his wife has to watch this because she hasn't seen it. And oh. there's, some movies, there's some movies that I still haven't seen. I mean, I haven't seen Dead Poet Society, but I know all about the Oh Captain, My Captain. and oh, Great movie. And all that. I know. So I'm, I'm yet to educate myself in those in that regard, which I mentioned in the, um, the trailer for my podcast is I will get around to, to watching some of those movies that I'm yet to see. So how's it, how's it going with your time management now to be watching to catch up on those, those classic films that, that I know there's not many that you haven't seen, but to catch up on those. Well, now that I've just started this new uh, job position where I'm on a PM shift, I've got the mornings to do just that. Um, but now I swapped the, 
the home duties with my wife. Um, I now do the drop off for our sons at, at childcare. Mm. So I do have a few hours in the morning to, uh, to catch up. I haven't mm. yet. Um, but that is on my cards, but at the moment it's just been running some errands and, and just enjoying that time at home. Oh, isn't it been good with the virus? Like spending time with your family. You know, it's that's... been great, man. I mean, I still yeah. pinch myself that A, I'm married and B, that I'm a dad because I mean, you know, you and I have known each other since what, 2000? So 20 odd years. Oh, 20 odd years, buddy. Yeah, 20 odd years. And uh, so there's some stories there to tell, I'd imagine. But um, no, yeah, I've, I've pinched myself with the home life. It's just, I'm a dad. I'm a dad of two boys. Well, and, you know, one of the best things I've, uh, I've seen is actually how you've changed from, so. from, from 20 years. Well, man, like you were <clears throat> always funny. One of the funniest guys. Uh, always charismatic, but you 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 lack that um, that self confidence. You know, I, I do, man. I, 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 I do. And um, when you when you were were younger, because man, you're a funny dude. But it's just been interesting to see how you've changed and grown from that to where now, where you're hosting a podcast and you're you're putting yourself out there and. No, it's just been good to see your growth, you know. And uh, well, I, I mean, I, you were one of those. You were one of the driving um, forces for that because I remember you said, "Casey, you should do a podcast. You do a podcast. You know, you've got you've got things to talk about." And you know, I, I sort of held off for for a while because I just thought, "Well, who am I to? Who's going to listen to me?" Sort of thing. And you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm just you know your average Joe who loves films, and I just want to. You are far from about. from average Joe. In my eyes, you know, so much. Like I think I know a lot about cinema, but you blow me away with 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 what your knowledge of the industry, but also intricacies in the industry. Because you know, I like cinema, I like watching movies, but um, to be able to 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 go actually to behind and and know what it takes to do scenes and stuff is 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 well beyond what I know. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Oh. I was thinking before our chat that, that there is a genre that I miss particularly, and that is adventure comedy, which I know was around big in the eighties and nineties, obviously with Indiana Jones and, and, and the mummy. And, and uh, then it kind of just died off. And I think the last, the last one I watched was, let me guess, let me guess Nicholas Cage, national treasure. Yeah. Nicholas. Yeah. But the last one I actually watched was um, Matthew McConaughey. Um, looking for a ship. Fool's well, gold. Fool's gold. Yes. No, no, no. Fool's gold was the, was the one under the water. I think the one where the ship is in the desert. No, that is fool's gold. No. Is it? Oh. No. You built me up to know all about. No, no. <laughs> so no, fool's gold is the treasure buried on the island. Right. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. then there's another one where it, they're trying to find a Confederate ship that's that's got gold coins in it and ends up being in the Sahara. And I think it was actually called Sahara. Oh yeah, that is that is a while ago. That's like late nineties, I think. Yeah, that's the last one I watched, but obviously not the last one that was released. Um isn't and that, that one isn't that the one that was made in Australia? I think some filming was done. And the character's name is Dirk. And I know there's a whole book series on this character. Um but I haven't really seen much 
I know because the virus has stopped all production, but I haven't actually seen much on adventure comedy. And is that something that you can see as, as coming back? Well, on the topic of adventure comedy, uh, the new Raiders, oh, new Raiders, the new Indiana Jones movie was scheduled to start uh, production, but now that's been held back. Uh, they're doing a, a fifth one. Can you believe that? Really? But I don't know now hey. because even even now Harrison Ford's older than what Sean Connery was in Last Crusade. I think well, as much as I love Indiana Jones, I think it just needs to be put to bed. You mean the series or the character? No one else can be Indiana Jones. Yeah, so that's... If, if you remember at the end of The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they teased it that Shia LaBeouf might have been... Yeah, not a good choice. Yeah, but then, you know, India rips off his hat and says, you know, you know, doesn't say anything. It says, yeah. In, in ripping the hat off, it was like, no. But that, I, I didn't really like that at the end of it because it was sort of like a, you know, a, a dangling the carrot, but not. But and no, if there, if there was... The point. If there was an actor that could follow on? I have seen, uh, it's not a uh, derp fate, whatever it's called, one of those YouTube videos where they're mm -hmm. superimposing um, other actors onto other actors' faces. But I think, um, oh, what's his name? Actually, I'm looking at the poster on my wall. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, I reckon, could uh, pull he off could. maybe. He could pull it off because he... Yeah, he was like Indiana Jones yeah, in, got, in, in Jurassic place. Park, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so but what's, do we know the, do we know the, the storyline or the plot behind the new? No, new no idea, but I do know that uh, Steven, 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 uh, Steven Spielberg would not be directing, which would be a big. Oh. He's probably had enough of, of the indie. I mean, I remember reading a thing where he didn't want to cast Harrison Ford in Star Wars because he'd already cast him in um, Indiana Jones. Um, are you talking? Are you talking um, George Lucas? Yeah, sorry, George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe he's had the same thing. Maybe he's just like, well, this has been done to death now. I don't know, but I mean, I, looking at looking back at films as an adult that I used to, that I grew up with, it's like, I can't imagine anyone else doing that role. Yeah. And even though you've seen, I've seen like snippets and behind the scenes stuff of Tom Selleck would have been doing Indiana mm -hmm. Jones if, if mm -hmm. he wasn't contracted to um, Magnum PI, which was another great show of the eighties. But I mean, it's, it's worked out the way it has worked out and I can't imagine it being anyone else. And in saying that, there are just some films that just shouldn't even been brought up in that remake bubble. Oh no, no, and and like you're saying, other act, actors in roles. Only the other the night there was uh, the Mummy was on with with Brendan Fraser, and I was sitting there with a friend and us, and I said, "Do you know that Brendan Fraser, in your in my opinion, would have made an excellent Captain America when he was at that age?" You think? He's just got that all-American chiseled jaw. And I think he would have made a good Captain America. I guess we'll never know. But, I mean, in what what time period are we talking about? Are we talking Airheads or are we talking George of the Jungle? No, no, we're talking uh, The Mummy. 
I know, but in what like his age, time of his career. I would say when he first started doing the Mummy, so he would have been what twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah. Okay. Because he was still fairly. The the first two were great. I really, I really enjoyed the first two. The the third one just sort of lost me because I couldn't believe that he was the father of that other actor. I can't. Yeah, I think it was just it was. um, I think it was just bad writing. Yeah. You know. Um, it would have been easy to take that story in another direction and, and make it enjoyable. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, like it was, it was an escape for me too. You know, when, when I used to watch, watch cinema, I mean, I think we had star Wars on VHS and, and I think we wore it out so much that me and my brother, that you just see the lines coming down the screen for, for, for most of the the recording. Yep. You know, and and for me back then, before you know, I was buying VHS tapes or DVDs. It was the the next best thing you could do was tape it off the TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's nothing nothing beats the experience of going to the cinema. No, for sure, and, and that's whenever I've whenever I've got a chance to go and see a movie that I've seen millions and millions of times to go and see on the big screen, I'll, I'll go and see it just just to say I've seen it on the big screen. I might not have seen it originally, but any chance I can, I will. I will see. Do you, Do you think that they'll that that will go the way of of DVDs and and VCRs the the, the cinemas? No, I, I don't think so. I think there's always going to be that that outlet. People are always going to want to have a, a choice to go and see it. Mm. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that that's part of the the whole appeal the the event of going to see a movie on the big screen. If and especially movies that are so like mind blowing at the time, like when the matrix came out, that was like, mm, wow. Amazing you know I mean? movie. And, and yeah. to sit in a room with people that, you know, you, you don't know if they've gone in and seen a session before you, but to, to sit in that room and just experience something like that for the first time. that's why like to this day, you still hear stories of people when they saw star Wars for the first time. And they, you know, the star destroyer came over the, over the top of the screen for the first time. Mm, I mean, mm. can you imagine, can you imagine if that happened today with today's sound? Oh, I mean, back in the day, it wouldn't have been all that fantastic compared to today, but I mean, just that spectacle would, you know, I don't think I've, I can't say I've ever been to a movie and experienced something like that. I mean, I've been to a movie and gone, Oh, wow. You know, that was great, but not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not a, such a mind blowing sort of thing. I mean, the matrix got you thinking really, really hard on, you know, coming out of that session. Oh, that was a great concept. Amazing concept, you know? And, um, I think Elon Musk was saying that there's a 60% chance or something. Don't quote me, but there is a chance that we are actually in a simulation. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Have another drag, mate. Well, that's what Elon said. You know, there is an interview, um, where, where he does discuss that possibility, you know? Yeah. No, the Matrix was really good, and I think they've um, they're they're filming the next one in Germany, um, but it's been put on hold, obviously, with with everything. Yes, and Keanu is back in that one, isn't he? Oh yes, we are we are inundated with Nanu Nanu, and uh, I mean I'm I'm a big fan of Keanu. I've always have been, um, but yeah, let's let's see. We got Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, classic video game that's going to be coming out very soon this year. Um, John Wick 4, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted 3. Yes, I've seen the trailers for Bill and Ted 3. Well, it was a teaser, but I mean... Oh, the teaser, sorry, yeah. You know what? I, the thing that I took away from that, that teaser was if he just had a beard, it would not have passed off as the character. Like, he had to have been clean-shaven and yep. seeing Keanu Reeves lately clean-shaven just uh, it totally just kills John Wick. Uh, yeah, it does. The assassins can't, but the beard, the beardless does. Yeah. Man, Bill and Ted... I remember watching that show and, and obviously my favorite, um, favorite one is the one with death. Yeah. You, and and I still remember that cause I saw that at the movies. It was a, it was a double bill and it was Adam's family values and Bill and Ted two. Is Bill and Ted two, was that excellent adventures or bogus journey? Bogus journey. That was the one with death. Yes. Yeah. That was because I, I remember that cause the, the guy that played death, I forget his name, but he's, um, McGarrett's dad in Hawaii Five O, and he was Colonel Stewart in Die Hard Two. Um, he says, "You may be a king or an old street sweeper, but sooner or later, you're going to dance with the dance, dance with the reaper." <laughs> and he he spins the scythe around the top of his head. Of, uh, uh, yeah. That was classic. That's, that's that is the classic. Uh, can I swear? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that is the that is just the classic shit that you know. It's useless information, but stuff like that I just retain. Oh man, yeah. And if that's a talent, then so be it. <laughs> oh, it's just, it just does. I think maybe cinema from when we were younger, maybe just help us regress back to a time when everything was simpler for us. Cause as children, yep. you, you know, everything's so much easier. Being um, an adult sucks sometimes. I'll tell you that. It does. And, and like when I watch, cause, cause I love the, the predator series now, now it's gone <clears throat> a bit, rubbish but one and two are still still yeah. classics and i watch those and it makes me feel again like i'm 18 17 18 you know yeah. and i've got the world before me and 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 i don't have the the worries of of adulting you know when i when i watch these films now i i mean i remember those times as well but i'm also looking forward to the time where you know when the boys are old enough we can we can have movie nights at home Oh, me and too. I, I can I can experience it all again through their eyes. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'll have to discuss, you know, some of the uh, the movies in question with my wife. I have to run it past the. Uh, <laughs> well, when you're trying to get Die Hard through when they're when they're eight years old. Hey, Mum, let me watch it when I was eight or nine. I turned out fine. Oh man, it's ain't Christmas until you see Hans Gruber fall off Nakatomi Tower. Well, that's it, and and. Kids these days, they're not going to know the the struggle of having to rewind the tape. Of course. Unless you want to get a fine. <laughs> they're not going to know. I mean, video shops probably won't even be around. They're hardly in around now. But. Uh, we've got one near us that's still holding on. Right. Well, support it if you can. Well, they're doing really well because what they do is they also sell all the collectibles. So they're a oh, okay. split between so, that's, DVD and collectibles, you know. That's smart. That is smart. And I, oh. I love, I love how cinemas now have got these retro things going on as well, because I mean, as I said, even though I physically have a copy of a movie at home, if I get that experience again to see it on the big screen, I'll, I'll do it for sure. Yeah. So we, we, we experienced that there's a cinema, which is about 40 minutes from us, but uh, I actually drove there to uh, about two months ago to watch Top Gun oh, on the really big screen. Awesome. It yeah. was Amazing. 
you know, because I you actually, I never got to see it in cinema. I did. When I first got up to Darwin in 2000, uh, the military up there, the Air Force and all that, they were having an uh, exercise, or yeah, exercise pitch black. So it was like lots of international pilots. So it was sort of like a, a Top Gun at, at Darwin. But uh, the local cinema there at Palmerston, the hub, remember the hub? Oh, the hub. Oh, my God. They were <laughs> playing, they, they screened it there, but they must have played it from like a VHS or somehow they did it because it had, you know, green tinges through it. Like it was yeah. not a HD. No. It's not a HD copy of it. No, no. But uh, geez, it was good. So uh, on Top Gun, what are you thinking of, of, of the new one coming out? I'm thinking it's going to be much, much more of a spectacle. Mm. Uh, Bigger budget, that, of course. Well, bigger budget, of course, but I think I think there's been talk about like you know having some sort of IMAX cameras and all that in, so you're just getting that full immersion of like you're in the cockpit. Mm. And and obviously, if you compare the trailer to scenes from from Top Gun, um, obviously the the actors weren't flying the planes, but in this one, it actually looks like they're flying the plane. Yeah, it does. It looks looks really good. It's just such a wider shot, <coughs> and Tom Cruise. I mean, Mads back. I know. Looking like the same age he was when he, when he did the first one. Yeah, so Mav's back, son of Goose. So Goose is back. And they've been sort of playing at the, the hint that Val Kilmer might make a, an appearance. But, uh, well, Val Kilmer's, Kilmer, Kilmer I think, actually quite sick. Because I know he's yeah. had throat cancer. Yeah, and uh, if you check out Cameo, he's on there doing charity cameos and um, he's a shadow of his, of his former self, unfortunately. And we do wish him that is unfortunate. Yeah. the best health because he, he was a great actor. My, my favourite show he was in where he was in The Doors. Yeah. Um, he, was, he, I mean, did, he played the role amazingly. And I think from reading that, he actually absorbed the role too much and couldn't <laughs> shake the character. Wow. And it kind of led him on a dark path, but we do wish him uh, all the best. Um, have you found that, that cinema's helped you in, in any, any dark times in, in your life? Uh, yeah, man, it has. I mean, probably couldn't tell you in, in one particular film that's always my go-to, but as, as I said, just part of an escape, um, mm. just to, to not think about things, it's good for me, but I mean... Sometimes I might not even make it through the whole film. And it comes back to, you know, when I'm out on my own doing a run or a walk and I'm listening to music, you know, the music also would jog a memory or, yeah. um, you know, it could make, I could be, I could be driving to work and the song will play on the radio and it will just jog a memory. And all of a sudden I could just uh, start crying on cue. Yeah. Cause you've you experienced, you usually experienced some, some loss in your life like we all have. Yeah. As, as I've uh, repeatedly said, I mean, I'm no different, but it, it does come back to, you know, at times I've asked why me and how's this happened? Like every, everything that happens, you usually say to yourself, Oh, that happens to any, everyone else, but not me, but you know, it has, and you know, everyone experiences loss. And mm. as I said, I'm, I'm no different, but uh, yeah, I still, still deal with those things. And, you know, I look forward in knowing that, you know, I've got family and, and friends around. I've, I've been in some dark places, but it just, I don't know, sometimes when you start talking about it, it sort of 
it's hard to talk about, but I've, I've, I've been to those dark places and where I couldn't go or didn't go, my nephew did. Mm. And, you know, so he's, he's always, always in my memory and, and is a driving force as to why I should keep going. Yeah. Um, amongst other things, other reasons, but yeah. Cause I remember when, when I, when I caught up with you in Sydney, when I was over there for a seminar, um, that you, you'd got, you'd received the, um, the Australian defense medal, which you, you get for serving, uh, uh, four years, but, um, you, you were not, you didn't feel, uh, worthy enough to, to actually wear it. Yeah, that's, that's correct. And, and I mean, I can say that this year for Anzac day I did, but maybe that was because I stood in my driveway and, and wore it. I mean, I've, I've had these conversations with friends and they've said, you know, Casey, you, you're silly, you know, and mm. yeah, maybe I am, but you know, I, I, I live with regret sometimes and I'm, I'm, I think I'm coming out of it. You know what I mean? Like I've, for those of people that are, you know, following me on Facebook, uh, I've been doing these push-ups every day, 27 for 27. I've seen those. I like your form. Yeah. And as I said in that comment, my push-ups is not going to do anything. But, I mean, if I can raise awareness, um, at the end of the end of the, uh, the challenge, I'm, I'm going to make a donation, um, probably to Beyond Blue or any uh, other form of men's mental health. But uh, in my in my own right, I, I feel good doing it. Mm. Uh, years ago was a struggle. I, I ballooned up to 126 kilos. I'm now, as of this morning, about 84 kilos. Amazing. Um, and I had that through weight loss surgery, and that that was a big part of uh, trying to get my mental health in check. And you know, I think it's in the long run, it's saved my life. It's extended my life. I feel. I feel like I'm walking on air. Mm. Mm. You know, when you when you take out the math of you know two full jerry cans, it's about forty kilos. You remember what lifting a full jerry can yeah. is like? Yes, my shoulders still ache. Just just to know that that weight is off me, it's it's very uh, it's liberating, and you know. What was the what was the point of of, of self realization? Because I had this too, like. Um, because we used to run a lot, um, you could eat whatever you wanted pretty much for me personally. Um, and then when I left the army, I continued that obviously poor, poor, poor diet. And I went up to, I think 112 and I went to buy, uh, I think an extra large shirt and I'd never bought an extra large before. And I was like, well, fuck, you've got to sort this shit out, mate. And I went and saw a PT and stuff and learned how to eat eat properly where was that that point of realization for you where you were like oh shit i've got to do something about this well every every day you're living in denial like as i'm sitting here talking to you right now i could say that in the past that until i saw a reflection of me in the mirror or a photograph like looking out my eyes i didn't feel as big as i was Mm. i had i had reminders i had pain in my knees and my feet and, you know, getting up first thing in the morning was just a killer. Those first few steps, my plantar fasciata was just, was just like flaming. Mm. 
flaming enraged and just reminded me that, you know, pain is weakness leaving the body. But I just, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And yeah. I, I need, I needed help. Like no matter what I was doing, I, I'd get in a program and, you know, I'd get sick and it just, I'd revert back into old habits. And after the surgery, like I, I don't feel like having those cheap meals. Like I've, I've opened up, I've been completely honest with my, with my wife that, you know, I used to, on the way home from work, I would stop at a KFC or a Macca's and get like a large meal, scoff that down, go home and have dinner. Yeah. That, that's not living, Jeremy. No. You know what I mean? I, I just had to be, I had to be honest with myself. This was, this sucked. And going back to my time in the army, like I was, I was big in the army and, you know, I look back at that and I'm embarrassed. I mean, that's probably you one had, of the reasons. You had the biggest heart, you know, you could still do that run. You were fucking exhausted by the end of it, but you know, it's all, it was all about grit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and what you're saying is very much, I, I, I had a, 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 another guy on, on, the podcast interview the other day and he was talking about his addiction to, um, to alcohol and there's a lot of, a lot of similarities. Um, and I don't know if you agree or not that maybe it was an addiction you had to, to food or, or you were filling an emotional gap. Definitely. Or... Definitely. There was emotional eating. If, if I was bored, I would just eat. Yeah. If, if I'd had a shit day, I'd go out. This is when I was living in Darwin. I'd, I'd, you know, if I had a shit day or whatever, I'd go and I'd go and buy like a large frozen ice cream Coke or something just to, you know, Oh, I deserve this. Cause I had a shit day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that emotional eating that, that I've kicked to the curb. I, I know those signs to look out for. And I, I just do not want to go back to where I was ever again. Mm. Like that, that old me is dead. And now you're the best version of yourself. And, and continuing to, to be, hopefully, because, I, I, you know, I want to be around for my boys. I want to be around for my wife. I want to be around for me. Yeah, and I want you to be around for the next episode of the podcast. I hope you're going to have me on. Mate, I love your podcast so much. It just just takes me back to, to watching those movies. I wasn't, I actually wasn't that much of a big James Bond um, um, follower, but that was more, more my brother. Um, but after listening to your podcast, I did go and watch, I did go and, and watch Timothy Dalton in a, in a Bond movie. Was it the living daylights? Yes. Good man. And, uh, I actually quite good enjoyed man. it. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. It's good. It holds up well. It does. What do you think? Cause, uh, have they just started, they're just filming the last one now with Daniel Craig, aren't they? No, it's, it was due to be released. Back oh, it was in, due to be uh, released. Yeah, it was due to be released back in April, but you know, COVID. Yeah. COVID pushed that back. So, so is there, wait. there was talk of a female bond, I think. For the next there is a next there is a female actor. Yeah, there is a female double O uh in this next film. And do we know who's playing it or anything like that or any rumors? Uh, you know what? I can tell you now, Trent probably men- mentioned her in my last podcast, but I have since forgotten. And I'm, I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be educated when the movie comes out finally, yeah. eventually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Looking forward to Daniel Craig's last. But yeah, it should be good. You know, did you, um, 
did was there an upsurgence? I don't know because you're in in New South Wales. Was did they allow the the drive-ins to still be open or not? Or is there even any drive-ins left? I'm not aware of any drive-ins that are that are running during COVID. There is one about 15 minutes down the road from where I'm at. I've only been to once, and that was when I was seeing an ex-girlfriend like over 10 years ago. No. Yep. That's more than 10 years ago because I've been with my wife for 10 years. So let me just, uh, there's no overlap there. So let's say 15. <laughs> yes, 15 years, not 10. And that was, a, that, was a, that was another double. I don't think I've ever been to a drive-in where you've just seen the one movie. No, you always get a double, man. They always play one but, older movie and then one yeah. newer movie. But do you know what blew me away? Is that the, the very, one of the very first movies I remember as a child was E.T., and that was at a drive-in. And I remember back in those days, it was you had to take the thing off the uh, off the arm and and oh, put, it put the, it on the on the put on, it on your driver's door door. Yeah, yeah. Now now you can just tune your radio. Yeah, yeah. So I went to one um, probably six months ago. I went to the the drive-in and yeah, just tuned the radio in, and that was it. Yeah. So if the, if the sound shit, well, you've only got yourself to blame. Well, yeah, <laughs> with your own, you've got your your forty dollars stereo in your car. Yeah. You know. And and it's it's interesting to see that that that's the same as what you're saying with the with the cinema is it's an experience and there are still ones still going and I I uh, when I, I went up there there was actually a fifties car club that had gone to the drive-in and they were all like Lovely. wearing wearing their clothes like they were in Greece and it was yeah it was really really cool to watch that's and, what I love I mean and I don't see that ever dying out because. You know, why would you deny yourself an experience like that? No, no, and and it's, if it's people, think, people getting more lazier, I think they take convenience over experience. Yeah, you know? well, having having said that, like when the cinemas open up on the first of July, because I've read mm. that they're opening up, and I still think they're going to have that spaced seating. I'm not sure, but. I mean, I don't expect people to be running to the cinema like it's the Boxing Day sales. But what are they going to play, Case? I don't know. Well, I just read the other day that some cinema in the UK is, is possibly putting on, going to screen The Empire Strikes Back just Ooh. as a, a draw card to get people back. I mean, that's a good idea. Well, uh, we just I got shown a post actually yesterday by a cinema in Mandra, which is about 30 minutes from me. For $200, you can go into the cinema with your console and whatever games you want, hire the cinema out for two hours and play oh. games on the big screen. Oh. 250 imagine, bucks. Can you imagine Street Fighter? Oh, Street Some Fighter, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, drive, um, driving, yeah. Just playing, just playing Super Mario oh, on such a massive screen or yeah. um, Mario Kart. Um, what a party. I mean, imagine like your, your parents booking a cinema and just having all your friends and you just basically just have a, a games party. Yeah, but I was like, that's such a good idea. But it if is. you're just for a solo person, like if you're like, oh, I'm a big Call of Duty guy, um, you just go in there that's and, play, dedicated. And, and play COD in the cinema by yourself. Because obviously with, oh. the, with the virus, you can't. The cinemas aren't open for for patrons, yeah. but they are hiring. Well, so that, that's a that's a jerk that's a jerk move, though. It'd be a jerk move. I mean, funny to say, you know, you could, you did it, but I mean, 
one person to do that. That's wow. 250 bucks in there by yourself with your Nintendo and Mario brothers. I mean, well, I suppose the cost of games these days, it's like, you know, double the, double the cost of the game. Well, yeah, they're only a hundred bucks. On yeah, games are a hundred yeah. bucks. You know, I said to Maria, I said, you should just go like there in like with an Atari 2100 and just play like uh, tennis. Yeah. Um, on the big screen. Speaking of games, the, the last of us part two comes out tomorrow. Yeah. I never um, really got into the horror genre games. I was always more like a, uh, like a mortal Kombat or, or stuff, but I have heard it's, uh, it's quite good. It is a zombie game, isn't it? Not so much zombies that we think of as zombies, but it's, you know, it's a, the human element game, but whereas like a disease has taken over. Mm. Oh, who's laughing? Wife, that, that's, that's, that's Cass because my son Leo is coming in carrying a big packet of tampons. <laughs> yeah. I swear you can put him down in one area, go back to where you were. You turn around and he's right behind you. Yeah. I know the feeling. Yeah. He went, he went from, he went from crawling to, to walking in what seems like a blink of an eye. Like, oh yeah. It shoots, it shoots by man. He's so quick. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing that was a big point in your journey. You were saying with, with your sons wanting to be around longer for them and show, teach them about cinema and stuff like that. And it, it's just changed your whole outlook. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, I, I love the fact that I've got that to look forward to, mm. you know, the movie. And you know what, if Dash and Leo grow up and say, dad, Star Wars sucks. Well then that's, that's life. And I'll still love them. Doesn't mean I might not look on eBay to see how much I can sell them for. <laughs> I'll still love them, but I won't respect their, their, their cinema yeah. views. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love them, but they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and oh. That's what I'm looking forward to because it'll be just like reliving it all over again. And I guess that's the joy you're also you, that you're getting from from your podcast is 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 you're looking at these movies and you're like wow I can't wait to to sit down with my kids and and, and watch that with them you know that's it too I mean and it's a, it's talking, just the joy of being a father I guess it is I mean we're talking about the movies as you know I'm still learning stuff every day and just remembering stuff I mean Trent was a good example I mean my first episode of my podcast went for 15 minutes and the intro with him in episode two blew that out. Um, yeah. But he was just such a, you know, a library of information to do with James Bond and it shows. Yeah. Well, our time's just about up case. If people want to um, find your fod- podcast or, or grab your socials, where can they find you? Uh, they can find, it. I've got the Facebook page. It is, a vivid imagination and it looks like a retro logo. So if you happen to see something else, that's not it, but uh, yeah, it's available on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, podcast addict. Um, yeah. So check it out. If you're into film and just want to hear from an average Joe. Oh, an average Joe with some great insights. Don't sell yourself too short. Well, it's been great having you on the showcase and, and I look forward to your, your next episode. Likewise, Spud. Uh, sorry if I wasn't meant to call you Spud. Nah, uh, everyone actually calls me Hotel now. Why Hotel? Well, it's my name's fucking Jeremy Marriott, and oh, like, ugh. and my and my middle initial, well, my middle name's Wayne. So the J J W Marriott is that hotel in in uh, I think Singapore that got blown up. 
So right. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll stick with Spud because nah. you know that's simple, simple, earthly. It is earthly. All right, thanks, man. Yeah. I'll talk to thanks you soon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, mate. See ya. See ya.